As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. All right, guys, welcome into another Pip Panther Rants, another Sports Rants podcast brought to you by the Sports Drink. Go check them out at, at sportsdrink on, uh, you know, on Instagram. And check their website at www.sportsdrink.org. But let's get to the show. I, I'm not re-recording this because, you know, I screwed up. I'm driving and I'm... Excuse me, I'm heading in the office today. Just for a little bit. I have some things I need to do, and I've, you know, it's been a while since I've actually podcasted while driving, so I'm going to do it, and we'll see what happens. I hope you guys had a great week. It's Friday. I had to re-record this because I hope you guys enjoyed the Super Bowl. I sure didn't. I have some stories to talk about that. First of all, uh, the Hall of Fame was introduced, and this is why I'm re-recording this because I did was going to post another episode, but I just disregarded it because I left out some things. Well, for, more importantly, uh, Pitt's star cornerback Darrell Revis gets inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, And if you look at the Hall of Fame class, it, it was kind of more of a defensive class, you know. I mean, you did have Joe Thomas getting in, but uh, there were some receivers, some offensive players that got left out. I mean, well, Heinz Ward wasn't even a finalist, I don't think. Click, click, click. Ah, yes, the old turn signal while uh, while podcasting, like old times. I mean, he wasn't even a finalist. Uh, Andre Johnson was, and of course, he didn't get in. I think he eventually gets in. I'm not surprised Rivas got in. Part of me thought he would not be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I think mainly because I look at his, I look at his um, his stats more than anything, and you go, you can't always do that. I mean, his INT numbers. Obviously, you know, they're not bad, but I think you have to look at his, you know, what he did overall as a player. You know, he was hard to throw against, and he was a very dominant player, in, you know, in his time. And a rock just hit my windshield. But no, no marks. That's good. He was very dominant in the time he was there. I mean, Revis Island was, you know, was a big thing. That's all we talked about was Rebus Island, who he was shutting down, and all that happy stuff. But, you know, Pitt's got them, I think, at least they're top or fourth for most players in the Hall of Fame. Eventually, um, more will be getting in. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald will get it. You know, Larry's obviously going to be in pretty soon. 
in a few years. He'll be, you know, I think he'll be first ballot. If Larry had actually a decent quarterback his whole career, I think his receiving stats would be a lot bigger than what they were. I think he would at least, I mean, um, he was creeping up on Jerry Rice, I think, on the receptions mark. I think he would have eclipsed that mark. And maybe if he would have stayed playing a few more years, he could have actually gotten it. But I think he realized his time was up. And on top of that, I think he did, he did have COVID. And maybe that got him to reevaluate, you know, some things. And um, maybe that's why he retired. There is more than just football, and I think he's he looks like he's doing pretty good. LaShawn McCoy is another one, and I still don't know about him if he's going to be first ballot or not. I doubt it. In a short, I mean, he was one of the top players, in, I guess, in the 2010s. Very dominant running back. The knock on him is he played on some bad teams. I mean, he played on some mediocre Buffalo teams, and pretty much Eagles, were, I think, were mediocre as well. I mean, I think he played towards the end of the Andy Reid era. And, I mean, Andy did have some decent teams towards the end. But, you know, it faded. And, of course, he had the Chip Kelly era. Him and Chip didn't get along. He ends up on the, he gets, he ends up on the Bills being traded. Then he goes to um, Kansas City and Tampa Bay. And I think he got two rings out of that. The one year he went, the, you know, he got one with Brady. And then he got one with Reed. And I thought he had more gas in his tank, you know, to command a you know a bigger role. But it just you know it just didn't happen for him. And he had some off the field stuff as well. You know, towards the end of his career with Buffalo. But, uh, yeah, those two definitely get, are going to get in. I mean, we can't forget about Aaron Donald as well. He's going to get in. So, I mean, they're gonna, I mean, three more guys are, are going to get there. I don't think Tyler Boyd will, but, I mean, he's had a pretty productive career. It's just um, the Bill, I mean, the Bengals drafted Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and it's kind of hard to compete for catches with those, with those two guys. But let's get to the Super Bowl. Now I have my yearly tradition of going to the same bar every year. I was playing on that. Well, my plan was to go to a different bar, and because um, I'm, you know, although they don't have a bar menu. It's a, uh, they order food from the pizza place across, you know, next door to them. So, I mean, some pizza and beer didn't seem, you know, didn't sound too bad to me. But I got in the bar and, I mean, it's, it's a very chill bar, but it was packed for the Super Bowl this time. And there was no place to sit. 
there were like three open bar seats, and and some guy had post-it notes on him as he was reserving them for his friends. I got kind of annoyed by that. I mean, post-it notes on bar chairs. I just found that annoying. And on top of that, they had two bartenders. And these bartenders seemed overwhelmed with the demand. And I was like, well, I'm going to be waiting a while for a drink. The game is about to start. I'm going to leave. So I left. I went to the I went to the same bar I usually go to. They had free hot dogs and nachos, which you can't go wrong with that. Although the although the buns were like, were kind of like uh, they tasted like they were they they've been out all day. But anyways, it was still edible. And I tried to sit this one table, and of course, it had a thing on it saying it reserved reserved. And the the irony about this thing is that this table was not occupied the entire Super Bowl. Nobody nobody sat in it. It was just reserved. And I'm wondering if the people that that were sitting behind that table, maybe they did that so nobody would sit in front of them. Which would be kind of weird because there's so many TVs around. You can go anywhere. But I did find, you know, know, some open seats at the bar and... I sat there and enjoyed myself for most of the game. Although my only complaint was the first beer I had had no carbonation in it whatsoever. It was like flat. It kind of sucked and I had to switch up and I had two more drinks and I was like, I'm I'm fucking out of here. I left around the third quarter. I left around the time the Eagles were kicking the field goal to go up... um, and I remember I was listening to the um, the sports gambling radio station that I listen to usually, you know, all the time. And they were saying, oh, Eagles are selling for the field goal. This is the kiss of death. You should let Jalen Hurts finish the, dr- finish the drive. Because I think it was like, um, it was going to put them up 27-21, I believe, because... Yeah, it ended up being the one kiss of death because Jalen was thrashing that Chiefs defense the whole game and you take the ball out of his hands. But uh, I did get home and finish watching the game and of course the ending didn't really sit well with me at, at all. I mean, yeah, it was a blatant obvious hold, but it just felt like it was tic-tac and it's something you just don't call. But we all can't have the the, ending, the endings we want. I think the Chiefs were, were going to win that game one way or another. Maybe, maybe not, but that's what it felt like. And, you know, there's some other, call, other um, calls that got questioned. The Devonta Smith... Um, catch that got called back to me that play wasn't that big of a deal at the time because the Eagles were up 20, 20 you know, the Eagles were still up they went up they were up 24 14 at the half Pat Mahomes Mahomes I should say not Mahomes Mahomes he got hurt and he re-injured his leg he was barely walking I mean he was basically Daniel Russo at the All Valley 
after getting his legs swept. It didn't look good. And I don't think we were all too worried about the second half. We all thought the Eagles were in control. And pretty much it looked like it was their game to lose. That they were about to embarrass the Eagles. I felt that the, that Devonta Smith, call, you know, that, that got called back. The league did that to prevent the, the Chiefs from getting embarrassed because they were about to. But then, uh, the second half was quite different. Pat Mahomes obviously got the Mr. Miyagi treatment because he was, he was, you know, it's like he got a second win. I'm sure he got some sort of injection or whatever, you know, to take the, the numb the pain or whatnot. Maybe the trainers worked on him, but he was a quite, completely different player in the second half. And, of course, halftime is a lot longer. It's 20, 40 minutes. Plenty of time to recuperate. And, you know, the Chiefs scored the opening drive, and then it became, you know, back and forth. And the Eagles just had no answer for them. And, and they just, you know... Jalen Hurts had a great game, but he had to be 100% perfect on this. You know, he wasn't. He had, he had the fumble six. That was, you know, that was, a, you know, a killer. But overall, he had a really, he had a great game. They could, they, you know, they couldn't stop him. I mean, he was, he took, he, he took the Eagles offense on his back. And, I mean, I gave him a hard time early in the year. I thought he was just a, a good quarterback when they were only down 20 points. But he, you know, that's why I'm not in, that's why I'm not coaching. That's why I don't work in any of these type of uh, publications and whatnot. I'm just a dude that just randomly puts on a podcast and maybe, you know, whatever. The halftime show with Rihanna. That show is basically for people who were very hardcore fans of her. Or people that people that loved it because you don't want to put you know a, a negative opinion on social media because in fear of people disagreeing with you because you know social media tends to be like high school sometimes with these type of things and um, I just thought it was underwhelming I I thought it was worse than J Lo and Shakira and, and their only redeeming factor was them you know basically twerking on stage that was really about it but Rihanna was pregnant and that could have played into it as well you know know, when you're pregnant it's definitely kind of hard to put any it's hard to move around and it's also hard to put as much energy as you want into a performance But also, a lot of her, a lot of her songs that are really good have features on them and collabs or whatnot. And it was just her being solo. I mean, I was waiting for somebody to come out to perform. You know, when she was singing "Run This Town," I was thinking Jay Z or Kanye was going to come out. It was just her, and maybe that's what she requested was just her and her only. But you know, it just uh, it was just it, it kind of was just very stale. It just did nothing for me and. Last year's performance was really good. I mean, there's been some good performances, but I mean, I was very, I was very hard on the weekend when he performed. I mean, I didn't hate, I don't hate the guy or his music. I just didn't like it. 
but it's making me it's making me wondering if I should go and rewatch that to see maybe if it was you know you know maybe it was actually better than what I thought it was. But as the Super Bowl aftermath happened, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster spent his time trolling. And I, I didn't expect that from him. I didn't expect him to be, become an insufferable asshole because he got a ring. Unless those, guys re- unless those guys really did something to piss him off. That's all I can think about. I mean, Mark Mann didn't mention that he got better and more productive as he stopped doing TikToks because A.J. Brown called him out saying his career was on the mend until uh, Mahomes saved him. I think, uh, and Mark Mann mentioned that, you know, like I said before, that his production, he was doing less TikToks. I think maybe that contract was kind of a um, water in the face for him because he's in his mid-20s. And if you if you remember Mike Tomlin on the pivot interview, he said that some players when their when their time is up, sometimes what's what's going around them buys them time, sometimes what's going around them chews up their time. And I think the latter was the issue with Juju, because he rec- he tried to go in the free agent market, nothing was there. Steelers signed him for a one year deal. And he got hurt. He was he got hurt, and we didn't see much of him. Then um, he signs with the Chiefs for a one-year, six million dollar deal. And I think at the end of the day, he probably he probably realized that his career is probably at the end of it. Especially if you're if you're if you're in mid twenties, signing a six million dollar deal, and it's, and it's a one year. That's probably not a good thing. And I'm sure maybe he makes money as a TikTok or whatever type of influencer. Um, but I'm sure it doesn't pay much as a being, being an NFL wide receiver. So I think he had to actually put more focus into his craft. Then his actual brand, which whatever, um, I'm not sure what, what his brand is anymore. If he even has a brand, for that matter. That's all I think. That's one thing I can think of with him. That's it. Um, as for pit hoops, it was nice to see them wall up Boston College, and they got three games left on our schedule. We'd love to see them finish twenty-two and seven. They're, they're the top team in the country against the spread. They're 19-6-1. Alan Saunders mentioned they're, I think, 12-2 straight up, I believe, as favorites, or 10-2-1-2. But in their last 10, 10 games, they're 8-2 against the spread as well. I mean, they've been, a, they've been, they've been you know, if you love gambling, I would de- I would definitely look at them. Um, I mean, of course, the money line isn't, won't, won't be great for these games, but take their money lines and parlay them into something. Which also is another hilarious thing because I saw a guy advertising his twenty dollars to hundred k challenge for gambling, and he supposed did it did, did it the week before. This week, he got one pick right and av- advertised it. 
but then his next two bets fell flat. And when you develop a falling because you've, you know, made got some picks right, you get you you get picks wrong. People will dump on you. So now I read that this person in particular is now taking a break and won't gamble for a few days or make picks, which is probably the right thing to do. I mean, if you're in a losing streak with gambling, I'm sure it goes to your head. And it's best to walk away than try to. Th- I mean, because after a while, you just you just throw you just throw darts against the wall, hoping they you know they hit targets. Now I did um, now go into some other stuff as we you know, we covered the Super Bowl. Talked about the bar where I bitched and moaned about the uh, post-its on the bar things. Maybe maybe because I'm 43 and I'm, be, I'm becoming this old man yelling yelling at the cloud. I mean, I understand you you want to reserve seats, but I just found that, that post-it stuff is annoying as hell. Oh well. Then again, I'm doing a podcast at 43. And I should probably find something else better to do my next year or two. Yeah, we'll see. But, uh, you know, the Grammys happened, and I want to talk about this because this was interesting. Uh, uh, Song of the Year, or no, Record of the Year, and Album of the Year, Adele was favored in both of those. And... Of course, I listened to that album out of curiosity. I mean, I, I mean, of course, you know, she had to put it out obviously as I'm as I'm finishing my divorce, and nothing like your ex driving up to your dropping the kids off with that with Adele, you know, that new Adele album blasting. You know, thanks Adele for that. But you know, Bruce. But if you're if you're if you're a guy going through that, like I am, I mean, a good answer to that is the Bruce Springsteen Tunnel of Love album. I mean, that's. I mean, if you're going through divorce, like myself, separation and all that, that's a good album. You know, listen to. Gotta love breakup albums or breakup songs. Yeah, I have to thank her for that. But uh, yeah, she was the favorite in all these, and I figured Beyonce would win um, Album of the Year because she was due. I mean, she's the, now the most decorated person in the Grammys. She's won so many awards. She's thirty-two awards, I think. She's never won Album of the Year, and of course, I think both. I think both times. I think two, at least two of the times she got shut up by Adele. Which I thought, you know, I thought she should have won for the Lemonade album. <clears throat> because I just felt like the Adele album that won that year. It was it was the same repetitive crap as the first one. And, it, you know, obviously it didn't. But I obviously didn't... Th- I really didn't think she was going to win her th- this year at all. Although she was due. I felt she was. I thought that would be a big reason to give it to her. But it really just, you know... It was basically a... Um, 
it was basically like taking an early 90s club album for the you know and advertising it as something new and fresh at least is why I felt like it was it just I listened to it and I just didn't th- I mean that, that album basically was for hardcore fans for the most part I did listen to Lizzo's album before the Grammys I felt that she wasn't going to go away empty handed she was going to win a big award and she, you know, her one of her songs won you know it won record of the year and she was like a plus 27500 I believe to win that award I think Adele was like minus 180 I think to win that I believe and a $10 bet on Lizzo would have won you 275 bucks. But I think, you know, when um, Bonnie Ray won Song of the Year, that's when I, that's when I realized this whole thing was going to take a, a weird turn. Because if she's winning Song of the Year, Record of the Year was going to be completely different, which it was. Album of the Year, obviously, Harry Styles wins. I listened, I did actually listen to it that night, the Grammys, out of curiosity. You know, when I'm out having my cigar, usually I'll, I'll I'll put on something, and a lot of those songs made you know made you know they were they were, I remember hearing them on the radio, and they were you know obviously popular. I can see why he won it, but uh, anyways, we'll close out here. I'm not sure what this person's doing behind me. I'm not sure what their end game is. They keep changing freaking lanes, and now they're in the wrong lane. Dude, your phone has a GPS. I mean, Android iPhones have maps on, have map apps, where 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 literally directs you where to go. There's the Waze app. I mean, and it tells you what lane to be in a lot of the times. Because I mean, if you're making a right turn, it's quite obvious you gotta be in the right hand lane. But these days, it doesn't matter what lane you're in; people just turn anyway. But this person is doing the most, and quite frankly, needs to do something with their with their with themselves. I don't know. Anyways, guys, I'm almost in the town. I'll upload this later. I don't know why I'm saying this because this, this is not even freaking live. Oh well, how to pick, guys? Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.